We the bestest cast with the left twist. Fat, barely well dressed. Put me on the guest list. The guest list. Uh, yeah, on the guest list. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of On the Guest List with Box Trot and the Get Down White Sox, Dave, Kenny Carkeet, and Dante. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all you dirty Irishmen who are listening, but I want to remind everybody, St. Patrick was Italian. Dave, I saw you had a fucking wild-ass tweet this week. Can you please repeat your statement? Uh, I'll preface by saying I stole the tweet from one of my other Irishmen in Chicago. <laughs> Uh, he tweets it every year, and he forgot to this year. So I was scrolling through his Twitter profile to retweet it. What was it? Uh, it was um, Happy St. Patrick's Day. Don't forget, everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day. And then it's like, except for Italians, Italians can fuck off. <laughs> so I tweeted it, and I was drunk at this point. And this is on Saturday night at, like, maybe 9 o'clock. And, um, yeah, and a bunch of the Gabagools hopped in and didn't appreciate it. Yeah, I just tweeted, fuck you. That's all I got. I, 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 I wanted to text Dante. I figured Dante would have the most to stand off on this. I don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> let, let them have their day. It's fine. Yeah, you guys get one day. Uh, someone who's not Italian or Irish. Kenny, what's up, buddy? What's up, my dog? I'm the farthest thing from Italian or Irish. Although, here's the weird thing. My dad, Irish and Italian, or I, Irish and British, really. <laughs> Wait, so your dad is Irish? Uh, mostly Irish, yeah. But he's like fifth generation New Orleans. So like uh, real Cajun, but like if you go back far enough, you'll find him back there. Just real dirty Cajun yeah, country yeah, guy. Real, real, like not even just New Orleans, like the suburbs of New Orleans, like deeper. Mm, yeah. Gross. Sounds yeah. good. Well, like I said, happy St. Patty's Day to all who celebrate. Speaking of St. Patty's Day, we have a great guest this week. We have the Rum Jacks, an amazing band from Australia slash Boston, which we learned on the interview. Guys are great. They're touring. Who are they touring with? Dropkick Murphys? Yeah, Dropkick Murphys, yes. Yeah, so as Irish as it's going to get on St. Patty's Day, but an amazing interview. We tried to start. What'd you say? Isn't DK going out with the Interrupters, I think, too? Sometimes. Yeah, no, Flogging Molly and the Interrupters. Flogging. Yeah, I I get get them confused. I mean, it's basically the same thing. Uh, But the Rum Jacks are great guys. Me and Dave did the interview together, and there was some really. I don't know, borderline idiotic questions about Australia that we got into. Uh, Dave, what was your question about didgeridoos? Yeah, I was just like, I mean, obviously they're a Celtic rock band, but uh, I wanted to see if they infused any of their Australian roots, just like any other, like, American blues music, sure. uh, you know, uh, sublime rock, rock and roll and reggae, you know? Um, I'm like, do you guys, it's the, oh, <laughs> the big long things. I, I don't, I'm not even going to try to say it. And Did he had to laugh at that. But um, it's funny because, like, it, it, I had never heard of them before their publicist or whoever it was reached out. And I, it's like, hey, they're dropping a new single. And I get a bunch of these emails and I'll always check them out. And a lot of times I'll send them to Kenny to like, get uh, his take on them. And he won't text me back. But, um, even Kenny responded. He's like, Hey, these guys are fucking good. So I like looked up their Wikipedia and everything. They had one crazy popular song, uh, Irish pub. Um, that's like St. Patrick's day commercials and everything. Yeah. And, uh, but we get on the interview and the guys talk to me. Like I talked to fucking euphoria. Yeah. He's dude. from Boston. I swear to God, he was fucking with me. I was Don't like, I? that guy's got like a, perfect american accent he's just like fucking with the dumb american dude right now 
turns out he's from Boston and he's, and as soon as he saw that Barstool reached out for an interview, he's like, yo, fucking take that. Cause you know, it's the motherland for Barstool. And it was a really good interview because of it. He knew he could bust balls and they were just getting ready for their American tour and really good, really good dudes. There is a rivalry that was started in this interview that I will save for later, but you'll hear it throughout the interview. We, we got them to start a rivalry with someone. Uh, and it's not probably who you think, but See, that's my that's my type of beef right there. I love. I know, that. man, it was good it's shit. Rhymed beef. Uh, so this is also before we get in the interview, a big back to work week for the boys. I obviously have a show on Friday, our first hometown headline in two years. But Dante was down in Florida this past weekend with Waka Flocka and fucking Brandon Chicken Fry. Dante, are you built for this anymore, bro? Nope. <laughs> Give me a rundown. I don't even know where to start, man. I. Uh... I was in Florida, middle of the week, had some meetings, flew back to Chicago for St. Patrick's Day. Madness. Um, Ran our stuff. Dave, Dave was supposed to meet me out. I thought he bailed, but I actually went home uh, around 11 o'clock. And then I woke up to like six missed calls from him at like two in the morning. I thought something was wrong. I texted him, I'm like, yo, what were you, what's up? What did you call for? He was like, I don't even remember calling. <laughs> I was on my way to Florida again. I landed there at like 8 a.m. for this day party through in St. Pete with Brianna and Waka and Blue Kid. And Mojo showed up. It was, oh, God. <clears throat> yeah, it was my boy Vinny was there from Providence. It was like, honestly, like we transported back in time, like 10 years or to the Grand Cruise. And yeah, I'm just, I don't have it in me anymore, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's Wednesday. Like it, it's Wednesday. Yeah. It's Wednesday. I, I don't know like what day it is. I'm on my way back to Chicago. I have a company. I'm in Cleveland right now. I have a company party that I'm just skipping because I need to get <laughs> back into my own bed. It's bad. Well, welcome back to the tour life, baby. Oh Enjoy. my God. Shout out. And, and we have Kenny up here who's already admittedly retired from touring. So Kenny. I love where your vibe's at, Dante. I, I just, I've been waiting for all my friends to finally figure out that I'm doing it right now. You are, dude. You really you know are. I mean? Like, man, I, I still get offers to go out and do stuff. And I'm like, I, oh. I just. It's not even that I don't want to. It's just that I don't care. I don't fucking care. Oh, yeah. my God. And look at me still all full of piss and vinegar ready to get out there and fucking fuck shit up. But then again, I haven't done the fucking stadiums like Kenny has and shit like that. I want to get there. And I'm sure we'll lug Dave's ass along, too. I would love to see Dave after, like, a three-week tour just all shot out. Oh, dude, like, I, if I drink heavily... Like, uh, for a St. Patrick's Day, and St. Patrick's Day in Chicago is a fucking, it's one of the biggest days of the calendar year. Maybe the biggest day of the calendar year. The entire city's zombie mode by, like, three in the afternoon. I, like, if I drink like that now, I'm just completely fucking broken for two days. I can't do that. I'm not cut out. I'm cut out for the indoor life. Yeah. yeah. I'm like an indoor cat. Dude, I, you want to you wanna know when I realized this life is not for me anymore? When? When I got kicked off my own stage by <laughs> the stage manager. Why? You tell me, man. That's so sick. It's anti-Italian it's discrimination, if you ask me. 
Yo, and they and they have sheriffs down there for security. Like Florida doesn't. They don't have like police. They have sheriffs, like badass. Like in up in Mass, we have cops, like county cops, and then we have like stateies, like state troopers. Yeah. You do not fuck with state troopers ever. You don't. You don't fuck with cops. Period. But state troopers, like you, they will fucking ruin your life. Uh, that's all there is in Florida. So there's sheriffs all around the stage. And this guy was like, once Walker's crew showed up, it just got turned into mayhem on the stage. And he was trying to clear it. <clears throat> and I was trying, but he couldn't clear any Walker's people. So I think he was just looking for like white people that he <laughs> like tell to get the fuck out of there. So he sees me and comes up to me and is like, we're clearing the fucking stage. And I was like, okay like i'll help you and he was like no get the fuck off here and i was like dude i was just djing like i i have to go back on after you kid he was like i don't fucking know who you are and i was like are you kidding me he's like I've, I've been here all day like i was just playing up there and he like got in my face and i was like wow and i turn around there's a sheriff there grabs me locks me off tivo our barstool videographer came up and was like what the hell just happened like dude i don't know Get my boy from Student City that ran. I'm texting him. It was just, I was just like, you know what? I'm not even mad. This is, this is a sign. Colin said, I want to see Dave after three weeks on the road. Yo, three weeks? I like fun. <laughs> Sixteen three five shows. continents, like two shows a day. No fucking way, man. You're just a you're dead. All right. Yeah, I, I've dead. never experienced anything longer than three weeks out of the clip. I've never done that. Which I I won't I would gladly fucking do it, but I couldn't. But Kenny, you seem like you're like a roach kind of like. There's nothing that can kill Kenny. Hold on. <laughs> okay, wait. What'd you say? As I said, dude, you're like a fucking roach. I don't think there's anything that can kill you. Yo, I think you're built for the road. When you, when you're with your best friends, facts. Like touring as a solo artist with with expendable people must be really rough. But like when you're with your best friends and you're all suffering together, it's the only thing that gets you through it. Cause everybody hates life. and Everybody wants to kill everybody, but you're all with it in it together. You know, facts, you're dude. Right. Misery, Big loves time company. Facts. You're right. Misery loves company. All right. Well, we have a lot to get into about the music industry this week. Why don't we skip all that right now? And go right into our interview with the rum jacks. Ladies and gentlemen, on the guest list today, we figured St. Patty's is coming up. Can't go wrong with a little Celtic punk shit. From Australia slash Boston, which we just learned, we got the Rum Jacks in the building. Gentlemen, how are we today? Very well, guys. Yourselves? Don't know, buddy. How are you? Yeah, I, no, go ahead. Do, do one accent. Pick one and we'll fucking go with it. You want to do Boston? You want to do Aussie? Go to Australia. I'm, I'm just going to go mute. I'm going to go mute the whole time. <laughs> you go to Australia and I'll go to Boston. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me your Boston accent. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I, I'm, I'm still stuck. I'm going to buy. Bah. I'm going to buy the car. All right, you go with your work. Give me your worst Boston accent. What's up? Can I saw your cousin, Matty Claremont, up at the cottage. He was drinking a lot of beers and JMO. I was kind of worried about it. It's been odd. It was off the liquor a lot these days, but all right. what can well, you this, do, kid? This all makes sense now to me. And I mean, like, right off the bat, me and Dave were talking about this off air, but, like, when you see a band of your ilk, you're doing – Celtic rock shit, punk shit. And you see Sydney, Australia is the base of the band. How the fuck does that happen? It's well, that's where the band started. We all, we all started back in Oz. Um, and it's strange as well, too. We do get asked that question. And it's 
I understand why, but it's not that odd. Like our parents are Irish and whatnot. The yeah. Irish, Scottish, Celtic, whatever you want to call it, community is alive and well there. Like it, you don't really have to look that far to find it, you know, maybe just because my parents wanted to hang around with other Irish people. I don't know, but it's alive and well there when you kind of get into like the folk world. Folk music's everywhere too. So, you know, it's not that hard to find. So it wasn't that weird to, to be around it. I was laughing before we came on because I mean, I came to a realization while me and Dave were texting about this and I was like, dude, I don't bat an eye when I see an American band doing like Irish music. And then I'm like, how the fuck are these Australians doing it? And I'm I like, I'm from- that that's what it was. Cause yeah. I mean, just like in the, in the States, like we're all, like, I'm almost a hundred percent Irish. I mean, I've never been to Ireland and I'm sure people from Ireland hate hearing that. <laughs> um, they're like, no, you're fucking American, but um that's actually exactly what they say yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sure i'm sure that's exactly what they fucking say but then i was like honestly like uk australia canada it's like we're all descendants of the uk in some way a lot of us you know so it makes sense yeah yeah well fucking white people are <laughs> they're bags like us but, but for uh, a very small country like ireland they moved around a lot so uh yeah it's not that weird as you know like like you were saying there where we are wow that's a, I, think, I think everyone around here's a murphy uh, a kennedy yeah, uh, they really, Mullins. They really from, did build the country of australia with the people that are the worst in the sun that was <laughs> a bad move but it's like that makes the punishment worse oh my god dude I, I step out i mean like i step it could be 60 degrees out and i'm, I'm peeling skin off my body the next day just frying i, I like lobster weather yeah i pretty much turn a nice pale of red yeah. within a slight amount of sun yeah it takes nothing i was born in the wrong country yeah dude i'm i'm from northeast philly i'm from a very like heavy irish catholic community my name is colin and i am not irish at all nothing in me my wife is 100 percent. my kids are going to be irish but i got nothing in me so but i've grown up around this music i love this music and i'm glad to have you guys on i think i think first question to follow up from that kind of i'm a musician i'm a touring musician and when i whenever i think of australian bands i always wonder this question how much of a bitch is it for you guys to tour? Just being that you're so fucking far away from everybody, what is it like to try and book a U.S. tour and do a 24-hour flight? If well, you hit the nail on the head, touring Australia is hard enough, let alone touring outside of Australia. For you to go to Sydney to Brisbane, that's a 12-hour drive. That's the next city. That's the next city. And then go down to, to Melbourne, you're nine hours. It's hard. So what? it is hard for Australian bands, firstly, to tour Australia. Then it's kind of hard for Australian bands to get out of Australia. One, it costs a ton of money. It costs so much money to leave oh, Australia. Yeah. There's like it's not just the things like oh the flights are expensive. There's visas, insurances, the whole thing. It's a lot of money. Like it's not just book it and go. And it's not. It's that. It's the timing, everything. But it's a lot of work goes into any tour, no matter what. Like we spread out, spread out a bit now. But getting around from Australia, it, it is tough work. So um, yeah. It, it made sense for us to kind of relocate a bit and move around. So Australia, like you said, Australia is far from everything. It's the only reason I've never been there. Cause I, I look at it yeah. like a 24 hour flight and I'm like, yeah, yeah fuck it's a proper that. mission. Yeah. It's, it's a proper a, mission. It's to a get proper there. mission, bro. Yeah. Uh, so you guys are in the U S right now and I know you're hitting the road pretty hard, but I know you're supporting a new record. You just had a new record come out. What was it last week? Yeah. Yeah. This, this one was fresh. Seriously fresh. And it's, it's fucking outstanding, by the way. But I'm looking back even further. You guys had a record come out in 2021, too. Like, mm-hmm. why this flow of new music coming out from you guys? So, biggest change to the band, March of 2020. 
aside from COVID hitting, I joined the band, um, right. replaced the old singer, and everyone was just really motivated just to write new music, get music out, really get the wheels turning. Um, we all went to Milan, recorded an album. We did 15 songs, and then the response to that was great. And I don't it seems pretty soon already, but we were like, yeah, you know, let's do an EP. And we had eight songs, and we're like, let's just do all of them. Yeah, it was kind of like choosing your like favorite child yep. on Hestia. We're like, oh, we, there's only there's 15, there's too many. It's like, well, let's just put out 15. You're like, what? Why not? Yeah. Let's just do it. And it was kind of the same with, with Brass for Gold. We're like, well, it's not a, a record. Like, it's not 12 songs. It's not, but it's not three songs. Right, screw it. Let's just put them out. Let's do it. They're all good. We don't want to cut any of them. So we'll just put them out. If the pandemic taught us anything, there's no rules anymore. There's no rules. So like this record has to be this long or you need to wait this long to put another record out. But I think actually coming off of that, what was the process for you? Like joining the band? Like, was there like a talent search? Did you just hit somebody up? Did somebody know you? Was this like an inaccess thing where you guys had like a fucking TV show to like get people on? Like, how did you wind up joining the band? Um, so I, I have a band here in Boston called Mickey Rickshaw and we'd play with the rum jacks a few times and we just became friends. I think, Aussie drinking culture and Boston drinking culture. We just, yeah, I don't know, we just became friends. Um, it's a really niche genre that I think a lot of bands do in, it's called Spade a Spade. They do it in a kind of a gimmicky way. Mm. And we see eye to eye on that where we, you know, we're not, I don't know, the type of music that we're both into as far as the Celtic punk world. We were like, yeah, yeah, let's, this, this seems to line up. And then I had to learn a bunch of weird Aussie slang to understand what they were talking about. <laughs> and then after that, easy sailing. I think with us as well, too, right. when, when we... <laughs> yeah, that's a common. When we, when we were looking for, uh, for someone, we actually didn't go looking for someone. Mike was the first person. We didn't have this list. It was, we were kind of... We were really banking on Mike saying yes, to be honest. <laughs> so um, it, worked, hey, it worked out great. But um, we... Like Mike said, we were friends. We played a couple of times this and that. Like, um, but we were fans of Mike, Mike's bands that he, uh, the, the songs he wrote. Like, we really were fans. And again, like what Mike said, there's a lot out there. A lot of it's pretty average. You can say dog shit. You can say dog shit on this podcast. A lot of it's That's fucking we... horrendous. Right? <laughs> so, I forget. I forget. We're used to like wicked safe interviews, or like can't say anything. Right. Like right. No. Oh, no. Anything no. Goes no. Good. no right. Yeah. The, the so whole much just... shit out there. And we loved Mike's stuff. And we called him and we're like, right, his songs are proper good. Like, that's really seemed to be into this. And he was. And it just worked out really, really well. Mike's writing all the time, demos and ideas. It's really, like, infectious. And we loved it. And it's been, it's been the best change. It's been the best thing we've done. I mean, the, the tunes came out outstanding. And I love the, the production on everything, too. Everything's very fucking thick. Who did you guys work with on the record? Well, actually, our manager, he's right out there. No, 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 no. Fabia. He did it. Yeah, um, get him no. here. He, our manager, he did he did the uh it's his studio. And then the audio engineer who worked on it, he played bagpipes on the record. Um, so so the whole record is DIY. Like we we do everything. It's not we're not going to some like you know, some big producer that that knows how to make us sound good. It's this is just the band doing it. Nice. Well, if you guys ever want your music to sound like shit and pay a bunch of money for it, uh, one of our co-hosts is Kenny Carkeet from the band AWOL Nation. He made the song Sale. 
Uh, if you ever want to pay a bunch of money and have it go like go really well, but it sounds terrible, I can call Kenny for you. <laughs> if he ever wants to collab and make it sound worse, but with Irish instruments, tell him <laughs> because I think AWOL Nation, AWOL Nation with a fucking bagpipe. Do you Come know on. how much of a mind fuck that whole thing would be? It would be Aussie Boston guys working with an Asian dude making music with bagpipes and synths. I can't, see, we I pitched, we pitched, uh, yeah, we pitched bad guy Billie Eilish. We pitched that to her, but it was different. She changed it. it was I'm a bad pipe. <laughs> Hold on, D- Dave did have a rapid fire question. I know it's saving for the end. Dave, why don't you ask the question now? You so, fucker. So I I do these anytime I do any any interview, a sports interview, music interview, anything. I I like to have just bullshit rapid fire to put them put the guests on the spot. Um, all right, I'll just go. I'll just go down the list. We'll start from the top. Favorite American stereotype. Ooh, I mean, girls fat. Count since we have an American. <laughs> that we're all fat. I'll stay out of these. <laughs> all right, that, uh, that they're all fat because they're not. <laughs> A uh, lot of us are. <laughs> I've, uh, I've not seen that many. Australian stereotype. Ooh, you're all the descendant of criminals. That, yeah, that we <laughs> that everyone's really relaxed. Oh, is that not, not true? No. No, there's, there's some uptight people there. There are passive aggressive people, yeah. but no one wants oh. to say it. Oh, 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 shots fired. Oh, they're playing <laughs> Australia. And then the, yeah. uh, the one I think he's talking about was I don't even want to try to say it the Digiderudu. 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 And my, the other day I was, on my, I was on my walkabout and I found the Digiderudu and I was like, <laughs> this motherfucker, he sent me his list of questions and one of the questions is Digiderudu versus bagpipe? question mark. And I was like, I actually like both. I love the sound of Didgeridoo. It's fucking cool. It is. I, 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 can't, I can't. I won't choose one on that. I won't choose one. Both <laughs> I'll choose a Didge. I'm going, going, going Didge. Didge. How come it you guys never bust one. out the? Why don't you bust out the Didgerid though? I'm happily. You did a Mickey Ripshaw once, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm thinking it's Essie Trash. Essie Trash. Essie Trash. Yeah. I don't see why not. If it works, we'll do it. Yeah. Only when you work with on the guest list in Barstool Sports do you get dumbass fucking questions like this. No, See, trust me. I think it's sick. The difference between what you think is a dumb question and what we get asked normally, oh. these are not dumb questions. Yeah. Trust me. Hello, what, Hello what? Mike. Maybe, maybe your favorite beer. It has to be Guinness. Yes. Oh. If you answer no, you will be kicked out of Germany. I'm like, dude, what the fuck question <laughs> was that? Dude, we get asked the weirdest shit. Yeah. How do you, do think, you think, it, think? How do you think it feels being from Philly? And every fucking time we do an interview, it's like, oh, what's your favorite cheesesteak spot? Patrickinos, yeah, no. fucking kill yourself, dude. How's that sound? Like, I don't know. Fuck off, <laughs> losers. Do you I want to ask, though. Yeah, do you drink Fosters? No, Australians don't. Do you go to Outback Steakhouse? <laughs> do you go to Outback Steakhouse? I have been once, but no. <laughs> Not what, me personally. What's an Australian thing that we don't know about? Like, what would you say one thing is like that is like a very common Australian thing that most people wouldn't think about? So, I lived there for a bit. I didn't know that they just eat meat pies all the time. Like late night food, instead of getting a slice yeah. of pizza when you come out of the bar, they get meat pies and kebabs from the petrol station. And that's what we need to bring to the states. These little meat pies—they're awesome. Um, we have those. The they're called—they're called taquitos at Seven Eleven. They're fucking delicious. <laughs> Dude, I live off—I live off of those. Me too, bro. I, Dude, I love these kind of stories, and I'm sure you got a million of them. Uh, Colin and I have been doing this podcast for a little over a year now. And 
like we'll just go on tangents about like life on the road. I'm sure you guys mm-hmm. have seen Almost Famous in the in the bus, like they're stopping at you know gas stations in the middle of nowhere eating gas station or petrol station food. Um, what's the worst thing you guys have ever eaten on the road? Just like I can't believe I'm about to eat this, but I have to, otherwise I'm gonna die of starvation. I got one. Right. You go first. Hey. There's a few weird ones. There's a few. One real quick is German cuisine is actually pretty all right, but it, it's pretty much like meat potatoes kind of vibe. At the gas stations, they have um, the bratwurst, a big sausage in a steaming uh, cauldron, basically, and, and a bit of bread to get with it. Now, the sausage is about that big, and the bread's about that big. It's so weird. And it's this plain-ass... This big sausage. The sausage sausage cracks when you bite it and it's soft. Yeah, it has like a film on the top. And then you have this little piece of bread, a little mustard you put on it. And then like 90% of the sausage is hanging out the side of the bread. (laughs) And it's, it's, you don't know how long it's been sitting there. And it, you just eat it because you're like, yeah, oh, this, it doesn't even have a flavor, really. And then we did nothing. Then we did horse in Bulgaria. That was, oh, you guys ate horse on tour. And the worst part is it was begging not to be eaten. It was like, no, no. Oh, <laughs> it was kicking and screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we tied that oh. thing down. Oh, my no, God. Um, no, the whole, Bulgaria. Bulgaria has the best surprisingly good food. Yeah. And you would say horse is on your list of good food? Uh, I I enjoyed it. You motherfuckers are You motherfuckers are going to be gonna If I'm going to eat an animal... Uh, I'm not gonna draw the line. I'll draw the line at dog. But there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, so, in Italy, in the supermarkets, you can get like you get like little tins of like tuna or like pate paste or like whatever. They have they have horse in tins. In Italy, it, in Italy? Yeah. they've, they've horse they've horse baby food. It's yeah. the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's like a puree. It's like a weird puree thing. My ancestors are fucking disgusting. <laughs> I was gonna let, as soon as you said horse, I was like, yo, Peter's gonna come to your next show and just throw blood on you guys. <laughs> um, well, we don't just since since then we've adopted a fear campaign from PETA. We are full <laughs> vegan now. Yes. Because we're afraid of them. Yeah, we're we are we we buckle under pressure, we're cowards, and we are afraid of PETA. I call the police when it's raining because I get so afraid of the rain. So <laughs> oh, a terrorist what... organization, you should absolutely be afraid of them. Have you seen have you seen um the the CEO's will? No. She wants like her femur turned into an umbrella stand and like mailed to like this person. She wants to be completely like all sorts of crazy shit. You can look it up, it's wild. Jesus Christ. Yeah, every time, insane people. They're insane. Every time every time I think of PETA, I think of South Park now, the episode where they all fuck the animals. That's what I, I think of. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if PETA was one troll organization owned by Kanye West and Dennis Rodman, just as a joke. There we go. Like the, the stuff they do, you're like, oh, it was obviously a joke. <laughs> but <laughs> this whole time. Yeah. I he dude a con because he came out with his, well, not he, but they came out with his documentary two nights ago. And uh we just recorded our episode that came out today um on it. And I think you just hit the nail on the head. He's like the little puppet master that's got his hands in everything, you know. So he might be just like fucking with people. Dude. With Peter. People, oh, he's he's crazy. He's... No, he's not. He's a genius. No, and I don't mean a genius like his fans say. 
Okay, I don't mean it like that. I'm not like, like a me. fan. Like whatever he does his thing, but like he knows what he's doing. Like still waters run deep. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, here's sound- actually a really good question to follow off I'm- that. So. I'm yep. a fucking huge Kanye fan. I don't think if you looked at me or listened to the music I make, you'd be like, that guy fucking loves Kanye West. There's music who, for everyone. Who's your weirdest, like, guilty pleasure as a band? Like, you guys are on the road, and you're bumping some shit, and if somebody pulled up next to the bus, they'd be like, those fucking guys are listening to Miley Cyrus? Like, what's going on here? I've got two. Go one of them is a recent one. One of them's an old one that's still stuck around. The recent one is Kevin Gates. Oh, let's go. I love Kevin Gates. <laughs> that guy's brutal. Two phones. <laughs> Fuck it, that song speaks for itself. Oh, oh yeah, okay. the plug. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's like one of the nicest songs he sings. Yeah. Um, I, 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 this is gonna go out and on the internet, but I've always had a soft spot for Usher. I'm not joking. I mean, I'm not joking. Sure. He's great. I'm not joking. Confessions, that burn, that era of Usher, pre, yeah, in the club or whatever. That's <laughs> quality pop, pop soul. His his uh, yacht was docked in Newport, and me and a bunch of Irish kids jumped off of it. Dude. We ran onto it at the front and dove off the boat, and a bunch of lights turned on. I feel like there may be repercussions, but I like it. Whatever. Yeah, no, you like what you like. Dude, you I like want a ver- got those. Uh, Dave, what's your weirdest one? I mean, I've said it. I said it today. I love Maroon Five. I fucking love Maroon Five. Good like, songwriting. I to them any time of the year, all hours of the day, and like you, you get. A lot of music you have to be in the mood for. Like, I don't like listening to country country music in the winter in Chicago because I think it's like summer drinking outside by a bonfire barbecue music, you know? Yeah. Um, but, like, Maroon 5, I'll listen to them fucking any hour of the day. Any, any- I, I, yeah. I get told I look like Adam Levine's, like, less successful cousin. <laughs> you, just, you, you got a little Levine thing going. A little bit. Just less successful. <laughs> <laughs> is the other one Ryan? Is it Ryan Reynolds? No, what's the one that I've got? Brian Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. I get I and I, I get Whoopi Goldberg a lot. I can <laughs> so. so does Dave, dude. That's crazy. It's the no eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god! Well, I did just for our like our listeners who aren't like up on the scene that you guys are in. Yeah. Of course, the Dropkick Murphys are like a band that like everybody fucking knows, especially in Boston. You guys, yeah suck their dicks but like who would you say is like a comparable band to you guys like if you wanted to shine on anybody who's in the scene but less like you know what i mean like coming up yeah. or like a band so, that everybody should know so i would say as far as what really started this type of music celtic punk like irish music with like rock music the pogues write some mm. really really good music that you know that, that they started in the 80s they don't really play anymore um but if you like the Dropkick Murphys and you want something a little more, and I don't mean this this in any bad way, authentic, I would say the Pogues. Mm. They came out of London. They were a bunch of Irish living in London. All the English people around them hated them. So they started playing this punk music with like punk versions of Irish songs, just screaming them these bars. And it's, it, I don't know, it became awesome. Really good songwriting years later. I would, I'd say they're not contemporary, but in the regards to look them up, do your research kind of a thing. You won't be disappointed. And this was actually one of the points that brought myself and Mike together, you know, just in conversation and shared our love for Mike spent a little time in Australia. So we kind of hit it off on a band called Roaring Jack. Mm. Trust me, hardly anyone knows them, right? Yep. Anyone knows them. Um, then they're, they're no longer together. Uh, Alistair Hewlett passed away, I think around 10 yeah. odd years ago. 
um, fantastic songwriter. So while the Pogues were doing their thing and all this kind of stuff, Alistair Hewlett, Scottish fella, moved to Australia, started a Scottish Celtic punk rock band in Sydney. His songwriting is unbelievable. When they broke up, he did his solo stuff. His solo stuff's fantastic. The guy knows to write a song. If you want to look into early, unrecognised and incredible Celtic punk, folk punk stuff, Roaring Jack from Australia, technically. It's real obscure shit, but it's yeah. good. I love this, dude. My drummer, Jimmy, is going to lose his fucking mind. He speaks yeah, Gaelic. Like, he's, he loves this shit. He loves the Pogues, too. So, yeah. I think before we let you guys go, I got two questions. And yeah. one of them, I'm just trying to start some shit here. I'll start with that one. Yeah, yeah. So, we love conflict on this podcast. I'm in the rock scene, and I regularly say how much I fucking hate Machine Gun Kelly. I think he's a pussy. I just don't like his music, right? Do you guys happen to mention that you think that there's a lot of fake shit out there in your scene? Can you just yeah. name one band and we'll start a rivalry? Oh, God. <laughs> um, st- oh, to start a rivalry with one band. Green Day. Green Day. Warning. I like Green Day. Yeah, but I really- like Green Day, too. I, love <laughs> I don't Day. want to do that. Yeah, but we could definitely take their fans. They're either, yes. they're either like two old dads. They're too old or they're now like like 21-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. that oh, no, about Boulevard of yeah, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, yeah. All right, then Usher. We're we're gonna start a rivalry with Usher. Yeah. This shit is fake. He's my boy. I know. Usher's my boy. I'm gonna edit right, the shit we, out we, of we this. We can kick it off. Usher, uh, we can start a rivalry. If that means I get to meet the man, Aerosmith. Then I'll do it. Aerosmith. Let's yep. take him down. Fuck Aerosmith. Fuck Aerosmith. This uh, hmm. fuck Aerosmith, which I'm saying from Logan Airport in the middle of Boston. Aerosmith, just know we're after you. We're in your backyard. <laughs> No, and, and what we mean, we're not going to physically harm you. Every, every, and this is going to be real competitive. I'm talking a full band versus band, <clears throat> 400 meter foot race. I'll take you guys. <laughs> we'll, I'll lose that for sure. I will race in 70, 75. I think Steven Tyler would start running and just disintegrate like the Thanos snap in Avengers. I think yeah, he would just. He would just I, I, I heard, yeah, I heard, I already broke his wrist because the wind blew too much. <laughs> this is what yeah, this it, podcast is about. Colin, I'm, I'm texting Kenny right. on the side right now. Um, do you remember this is like six or eight months back? It was probably middle of summer last year. He, he, for one of the segments, he's like, you got to check out this band. And they were from either England or Ireland. And I listened to one song and they're, he doesn't even remember who they were. I remember. I it's bothering the fuck out of me because I, I know what band it is. Like, I, fuck Kenny. Yeah. Kenny should be here. He's dealing with Rugrats shit right now. Kenny yeah, also he, works for Nickelodeon. Um, he's a pussy. But anyway, <laughs> dude, that should be the rivalry right there. We need to find I, you a nice, hearty British band to just go Ireland versus Britain again. Let's see. Did, like, wait, did you guys ever have a war? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a it's a complicated that's a complicated topic. Johnny here lives in Belfast. He tell you all about it. But uh, hey, that's where my grandparents are from. on the Elfast. Oh day. shit! I forgot about that. Yeah, we're not going to get into that. Yeah. I think <laughs> my my last question is actually though: when non-Irish bands go to Ireland, is there any weird like kind of like why are you doing our music? Like what? Like oh, you're not yeah. authentic. Like you're you're Australian. Bit. You're American. Is okay. there a weird rub there? Um, yeah, but there is kind of like people be like, okay, why are you playing diddly eye shite? That's like our grandparents' music. But I don't know. 
all, all my Irish friends, like in Dublin, and they're all like, they're all like, yeah, it's weird you're doing that, but it's cool. Like, we're, you know, they have fun at the shows. Um, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, like that Swedish dude, tallest man on earth, doing like real country folk, and you're like, why? But <laughs> well, like, I guess, I, it sounds good, but like, what are, you, dude, what are you doing that for? <laughs> well, no one really bats an eyelid at uh, anyone outside of Jamaica doing reggae music. And, uh, Unless and, you're a white dude with dreads, and then there's kind of a conversation to be had there. Then you're going you're to a white guy it. with a fedora who definitely went to university. That, uh, that, plays at, brass. that at least needs a, a sobering text. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It is funny, though, because our, our engineer, Eric, is a white dude, six foot five white dude with dreads. And we're always like, Anybody ever fuck with you about that? And he's like, surprisingly, no. Everybody loves it. And I'm like, yeah, that's what they tell you, dog. That's what they tell you. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's gonna be like, change his nickname to Raz and have a <laughs> yeah, yeah, same mon all the time. He's gonna be skanking out here. Uh, yeah. cool. But that's boys, cool. where are we gonna be able to find you on the road soon? Like where? Because I know you're in Boston now. You're coming yeah. to you're coming to my neck of the woods. Yeah. So this whole Dropkick Murphys tour, where does it go? Thing out. Yeah. Um, we yeah. So we're on the road with the Dropkick Murphys starting next week. We're going from the Northeast out to Chicago, down to New Orleans, Florida. No rules down there. And then uh, <laughs> back up north, finishing off um, for St. Patty's Day shows in Boston, House of Blues. And then we're off to Europe for a month. And then we're back for a U.S. tour in May. Um, so it's yeah, we're all over the place. So you yeah, we've got Cleveland, Detroit, Chicago, Madison, Austin, we're dead now, and then Houston, New Orleans, Chattanooga, Jesus. Tampa, we're in Florida, we're all over, yeah, and then back up, back up where we are. You guys are doing it big, man. I'm gonna do everything in my power to get at your guys' show. It's it's literally gonna be like 10 minutes for me. So um thanks for hopping on, man. I we I listened to your your last two albums. Um it's like, like I said, like without sounding like a fucking dick, um, I can listen to Maroon 5 at all hours of the day. I threw on your guys' music. It's seasonal for me. But I was like, I texted Colin, like, dude, this is fucking awesome. It's fuck, You guys kill it. So um, I'm going to try to spread the word on, on Barcelona and everything for you guys. Yeah, no, for sure, man. That's Appreciate awesome. That. Hit, hit us up about guest list in Chicago because um, my ex is from out there and like, we only got six guest spots. So if I fill them up, then I can, Oh, I'm sorry. I filled up the spot. You know, oh, so. But you need me out there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm just uh, kidding. Ke- Kelly's probably going to watch this. Kelly. I'm just joking. I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> it was a joke for a podcast. Please don't slash her tires when we're there. <laughs> so now you got Kelly Usher and who was the other person? We were- oh, Aris. No, no, we're oh, cool oh. with Kelly. Kelly's cool. We're good with Kelly. He's but a fuck great- Aerosmith. Fuck Aerosmith. Fuck Aerosmith. Everybody, everybody go check out the Rum Jacks. They're on tour. Fucking get ready for St. Patty's Day. I'm sure it's the busiest time of the year for you guys. Uh, Good luck on getting back to Australia whenever you do that 24-hour fucking flight. Knock yourself out. Good luck. Uh, Gentlemen, it was great to meet you guys. Thanks so much, boys. Thank you. All right, so that was our friends, the Rum Jacks. Go check them out on their U.S. tour. They have two new records out. Great guys. Great for St. Patty's Day if you guys are partying later today. Uh, other than that, we need to get into music news. Uh, a lot of new music just dropped, and there's one I specifically want to harp on because it fucking sucks. But Benny the Butcher just dropped Tana Talk 4. We got new Mondo Cosmo. We got new Rex Orange County featuring Tyler the Creator. We got new Lil Dirk. We got new Marin Morris, which was fucking outstanding. But we got new Andy Frasco, too, produced by none other than our own Kenny Carkey. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I dude, I really, I really like the Andy's so fun to work with. His band are all virtuoso musicians, fucking incredible musicians. And he smokes a lot of weed. It's just a good time, man. We have a lot of fun in the studio making those Andy's Frasco songs. Yeah, Andy's great to work with when he actually answers the phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good luck, good luck with that. That's the hardest working man in show business who also smokes the most amount of weed of anybody in show business. Dog, it's like trying to get in touch with the Pope. This motherfucker texted me and said, yo, I'm down to come on when we want to do this. And then he just got on a flight to Puerto Rico and I haven't heard from him since. So love Andy to death. New music is great. He's got a new record dropping. Kenny, you did like half of it, right? Yeah, did half of it. Co-wrote like three of the songs on there, something like that. I want to go back to the Rex Orange County thing. Dope. What a sleeper fucking band, by the way. Meaning like they're so underrated. Such an incredible band. And yo, your first real big feature on a new record is Tyler, the creator. Dope. Yo, that's so sick. Because Tyler found him. So Tyler was the one who really discovered him. If you listen to Flower Boy, most of Flower Boy is Tyler, the creator. And Rex Orange County, which is fucking By the way, Tyler, the creator in that Jackass 4 movie was pretty fucking funny. Dude, I didn't see Jackass 4 yet. I haven't seen it yet either. It's a B minus. I think, you know, it's like. Compared to the other ones. Yeah, now everything's like such a lead up to the event. Before it was like clip, clip, yeah. clip, 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 clip. Like it was so much, you know, more. Like this, it, it's lost. Now, it was very funny. It was incredible. I died laughing. But it's lost the big brother element, the skateboard mm. video element, the music, some of the skateboarding, the like outfits. Like it's just well, lost. That's bam, that. dude. That's bam. I mean, these right. guys right. beat the shit out of themselves for decades now. I mean, and so was fucking uh, the main Tremaine. But it's just it's so movie now and not like a skate video with skits. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So it's, and I actually, because of that and thought of that, I went back and I watched CKY2K the other day. Oh, yeah. Dude, one of the best of all time. Fucking incredible. Did I ever tell you my BAM story? When I, The only time I've ever met him? No, which one? What was it? Uh, so I went to college in Bam's hometown, Westchester, Pennsylvania. And me and my then girlfriend, now wife, are walking down the street leaving dinner. And Bam's blue Lambo is parked outside of the bar that we were at. And uh, I look outside and Bam is bawling his fucking eyes out. Cry- it was the day Ryan Dunn died. Oh, fuck, man. This, bro. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm like 19 and me and my wife are there like just being like, damn, like that's fucking crazy. And there's a bunch of dickhead kids running over trying to take pictures with him. Yeah. And he's like, get the fuck away from me, dude. My best friend just died. It was one of the creepiest things I've ever been a part of. And like, I did want to ask him because he's banned. It's like, I grew up on Bam. Like Viva La Bam was constant TV, but like, that's the only time. And Bam was like a fixture in Westchester. The, one of the first clubs I ever played at was The Note, which was Bam's club. I got a tattoo across the street from The Note. Yo, yeah, that's where I went to. That's where I went to college. Oh, so I got my tattoo across the street, and then I played that. And funny story about The Note: they have like one of those wheelchair elevators in the back, yep. and we thought it'd be really funny to like take the wheelchair elevator up to the stage, not knowing it would take like a hundred years to do. So the intro's playing, and we're all like that. Just like yo. slowly going up. Was- well, yo, th- th- speaking of like random people that we kind of in a weird way know or might have in our universe, uh, I saw Sublime with Rome there. 
like right after they like came back together. That's where I saw Sublime with Room. So. Get Rome on here, man. He's been texting with me a little bit, and but he's he's like on the road with Duddy or getting ready to. And Him and Duddy have a podcast. They're competitors, dude. We need to stop them the fuck out. Yo, what the fuck, Duddy? Yeah, Duddy, what are you doing? Nah, fuck that. here first. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, so other than new music, there's only two things I want to talk about really quickly, and I, I'm glad because there's two people here that I know are fervently going to get into this. The Grammys have been reannounced. They're happening in April. And this show looks like I would rather watch fucking paint dry than watch this show. Have you guys seen the lineup for the Grammys? Wait, who's who's hosting it again? Trevor Noah is hosting it. Out. Out. Okay. I fucking hate Trevor Noah. Can you guys hear me, by the way? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dante's in the airport with a mask on. Make a good clip, I, son. I haven't seen him in so long and i was on a flight last night from uh lauderdale to cleveland and they had the little screens and it was on the daily show dude that show is like unwatchable now yeah, yeah it's Jeez. there is just no, there's like no comedy it's so bland so monotone i was like how the hell does this guy have have this job and now he's doing the grammys here's what he's i understand multiple Award shows. Here's what I don't yes. understand, though. They postpone these. Like, why even reschedule them? Why not just, like, if you're going to reschedule it with this kind of lineup, just scrap it. <laughs> right. Just terrible. Take this lineup and yeet it straight into the fucking yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, it can also say, like, how incredible is it that Jon Stewart is such an American treasure? Oh, John Stewart's the best, dude. I love Jon Stewart. Everybody does. That's the thing. Everybody, Everybody does. Because he... he because this is why I hate the fucking Daily Show now. And he picks all the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Like, it's it's not too dissimilar to, like, what Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live has become. Sure. It's just a bunch of fucking anti-Trump jokes that's easy to do. It's like, dude, we've seen that. Don't fucking, like, I've, I've seen this movie before. There's a way, Dave, right. Dave. Dave, why is Barstool so successful while people like fucking Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel and fucking The Daily Show are struggling to get people to watch it? Because I it's get, obviously fucking contrived. I get called a libtard all the time. You do? You are one, so. The next day, I'll get called like a fascist, like Trump-loving fascist. It's like, no, actually, I just don't happen. I call it as I see it, no matter what fucking political party it comes from, you know? So well, go fuck yourself. Well, real quick, let's let's go through the lineup of who is already confirmed to perform. Uh, so Brandy Carlisle is the first name. Obviously, I'm okay. I'm gassed on that because I fucking love Brandy. But they tap her every year now because she's one of the only real musicians left. So I've already seen it. So it's like kind of like no, it's a straight credibility thing. They they tab her because it gives them credibility. My point exactly. Yeah. Uh, after that, BTS, who now is getting tapped for everything because K-pop is, like, the biggest market in the world, also they don't draw. care at all. They draw, they draw, exactly. Billie Eilish, once again, feel like I've seen this movie before. Right. Right. Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow. I like Jack Harlow a lot, and I, Lil Nas X... A spice. Yeah, and Lil Nas X had a huge fucking year, by the way. You can't deny that. But, like, obviously, like, it's not, like... A celebration of music at that point it's more of the personality of the person that you're you're putting on the stage you're getting like, to the point where like if you're a part of the grammys or you go to the grammys or any of that kind of shit you're you're kind of a cuck you know what i mean like nobody cares no literally nobody fucking cares anymore about this bullshit and you're getting awards from who 
like that's the question. What the fuck does it matter? Who cares? Well, there's still two more performers. The Brothers Osborne, who are a fucking great country group, which I, I actually really like those guys a lot. Um, they had a great record come out a couple years ago or performing. And then Olivia Rodrigo, of course, which we've already covered, is going to be performing. That's, once again, for the ratings. She's also probably the most nominated artist of the year. Either way, none of this makes me want to, like, go to well, my TV. Well, no. did you see the gimmick they're introducing this year to try to no. get people to watch? Uh, is this the engage? fan vote? Yeah, they start. They started a, a fan vote on Twitter where you can. There's no nominees. You can vote for whoever you want. You have to hashtag it. So they're gonna like trend themselves. So BTS is gonna win 47 and, Grammys yeah, this year. And they're gonna present it. They're just now like let's use the internet to be. Yeah. So, so yeah. So like the Russian bots are gonna pick like the fan of the the fan of the year. <laughs> That's award. so. So is this turning into the VMAs? Like, what the fuck no, are we doing here? It's a disaster. I, I, maybe it's because I've been watching the, the Yeezus doc, right? But, like, you remember those years when Kanye would run up on Taylor or when he would win for fucking college dropout or, like, Jay-Z would win for black... Like, you know, these were times where you'd fucking watch the Grammys. Now it's like, what a waste of my time. And I don't think this is, like, a we're in our 30s thing. I don't think that's it at all because I feel like the Grammys are way more geared towards people a little bit older. The VMAs were for the youth crowd, and then the Grammys were, like, the establishment crowd. I got nothing, dude. I got I got no interest. And the thing was, I was going to propose that we all put on tuxes and, and do a black tie review of it all, like, live stream. I got no fucking interest. Can I, I really don't that like while while they could be whatever the when 21 pilots accepted their grammy underwear out pants yeah and he goes we said 10 years ago that ha 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 if we ever got a grammy i bet you i'm gonna go up there without pants and they made like a handshake deal and they fucking did it and i was like yo okay sick yeah love that and their performance was actually made me proud to be an alternative rock artist they well, like yeah Dude, I said this before, but like the last time I saw Brandy Carlisle perform, I cried. I actually fucking cried. It was that moving of a performance. But like, we can't find anybody else capable. Like, someone now she did have a great record this year, but like, I don't know. Like, it just feels like it's a lineage thing at this point now to where like, all right, people respect her. She's gonna put her on the stage. That's exactly what Dante just said. Basically, is like it's 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 the one credibility builder in the entire thing, and they don't have like a. I don't you, you usually expect to see like a fucking Fleetwood Mac or something. They have some like older era band come on to like bring the older people in. You remember when fucking uh, Eminem came out with Elton John? Dude. Yeah. All these like, you know what I mean? Like this is that was when we would watch it. it I don't want to be I don't want to be salty about the Grammys. I feel like it's like a really like a played out take to be like, oh, the Grammys fucking suck this year. But like, what do you it's, want me to tell you? You can't if you if you say otherwise, it's like you're it's a shtick, you know. Yes. You're yeah. trying to be that guy. I, I just like nothing in me wants to hate. Like I don't. I'm not a hateful fucking person. It also makes for boring podcasting if we're just like, oh yeah, this is fucking great. Oh my god, no. I love everything. Everything's so great. Oh my god. <laughs> no, but it's just like I don't know. Like they don't do a great job of like garnering good attention. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like. I guess we'll just have to see. I think it's like April 7th or some shit like that, but I, it's not going to be like bookmarked on my fucking calendar to watch it. Although it's going to be content. So I'll watch it. So other than that, uh, there was one other thing. Oh, we're all like fucking done with this Kanye shit, right? Like, am I the only one dealing with Kanye burnout? 
I'm there again. I'm there. Well, I'm 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 more I'm more on board than I ever have been. <laughs> I, All right, go ahead. I the minute I get home tonight, I'm pouring myself a glass of Nyquil and a glass of wine, and I'm sitting down and writing a Pete Davidson sucks blog, and I'm Hell gonna yeah. tear him. I'm gonna tear him limb from tattooed fucking limb. Well, hold on. Is that? Do you think those text messages are real? Dude, he is the biggest fucking piece of shit. He's such a fucking loser. I can't stand. He's off my list, by the way. You can you can run this back when we do off the list. I do not understand how he is getting the just positive publicity he's getting. I, I don't understand the public's infatuation with this guy. He's a fucking loser. Damn, hate, 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 hate. Let's fucking go. I love some fucking animosity. This is what I'm talking about. That's I'm like, that in. wasn't just like, oh, that guy stinks. That was like, no, he's, dude, what has he done? Like, what has he done? He's friends with like, he's friends with famous people. Like, he makes he makes jokes about his dad who like tragically died. Like, he's not funny. Oh wait, Dante, do you remember who his best friend is? Yeah, MGK. But yeah, like, MGK. That's, the, that's like, the company he keeps. I saw a really funny meme that was after the Kim said the whole like not enough people want to work hard these days things, and it was a meme of Kim being of her somebody being like, I want to see Kim work a nine to five and date somebody that looks like Pete Davidson that's not famous. <laughs> Yo, all right, let's <laughs> get into that shit because all right, I you know this is a pop culture fucking podcast now. The Kim Kardashian thing. You want to talk about living in your own goddamn universe, dude. It, I, I I wrote a blog. They wouldn't let me publish it. I'm like, first of all, first of all, you are famous for, like, I, from what I understand. All right, nobody. I didn't know who she was until the sex tape with Ray J. Nobody. Did. Um, I, granted, I was much younger. I was that was Paris Hilton's assistant. Yeah, she was Paris um, Hilton's assistant. Her fucking dad represented OJ in the biggest fucking like. I remember the OJ case. I was in first grade. I remember that like very vividly. That was yeah, same, same. on everybody's fucking lips. That said, she does work her dick off. She does work her dick off. I mean, but in a million different businesses, she, I mean, she, she was given the ball at the one yard line and fell into the end zone. But like she, has she ever had to go buy groceries? That's what I'm saying. Ever okay, I know. It was, was tone deaf for sure. You know, bro, she she is Mike Allstott. She is Mike Allstott. She had the ball at the one with the fucking big neck pad on. She just plowed through, literally and figuratively. But like, I don't know. Imagine being like a fucking twenty year, twenty one year old, like poor, like fucking hairdresser from Northeast Philly who reads that and is like, you know what? I do need to work harder so that I can be a billionaire, even though my dad was a millionaire when I was born. Fuck off, dude. I'm Team Kanye all the way till I die, till I die. Sign me the fuck up, Dante. Any parting thoughts before we read your Nyquil induced blog? Yeah, give me one second. I'm walking on the plane. I don't. By the way, there there is nobody on earth. There's nobody who works harder than fucking Dante the Don because this motherfucker is out here literally boarding the plane still on the podcast. <laughs> Love this shit. All right, let's move on while he's doing that. Let's go into on the list, off the list. We'll go me, Dave, Kenny, and then Dante. Uh, my on the list is Kendrick Lamar. It's been seven years since the Pimp a Butterfly. The most boundary pushing. I wrote a long thing on the Instagram yesterday. To Pimp a Butterfly 
for a second record is one of the most incredible fucking feats of all time. Shouts out Thundercat. Shouts out everybody who worked on that fucking record. Love that record. Kenny, you look like you have something to say. What do you got to say? What is there to say? It's fucking... I, I mean, like, all of his records, first off, but that record had something so special about it and just the timing of it and the delivery. Fucking Kendrick, dude. Always on my list, forever and ever. Forever and ever. Dude, you had George Clinton, Thundercat, and Pharrell producing on your record. You're a fucking genius. Like, realistically, a genius. So, shouts out to Kendrick Lamar. Seven years since To Pimp a Butterfly. Please give us new music. That's all we really want. Uh, Dave, who's on your list? Uh, Dante. Yeah. He, uh, he hooks me up with a nice little kitchen table. I am a homeowner now. I'm not to brag. Oh, are you in your um, new pot? I am, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a sweet summer hangout spot. A uh, ton of outdoor space. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to amend it. Dante, you're now – you're not off my guest list, but you're no longer on it. Um, <laughs> I have been – like, I'm not a father, not that I know of, ha, 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 but I have fallen in love with the art of grilling. I got a beautiful Weber grill, and I cannot wait to fire that bad boy up tonight. Yo, I'm right there with you. A, that's an age thing. That's a home thing. I got a smoker for Christmas. I now am a meat smoker, dude. I, I have seven-hour ribs, whole yeah, yeah, yeah. Chickens, chicken wings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you, bro. Kenny, your old white guy is coming out right now. Oh, I I, I'm into it, dude. I like make chairs and build benches and smoke meats. That's what I do now. Dude, that's yeah. it. I love it. Yeah, I'm hell yeah. All right. Well, then fucking me, me and Kenny are coming to Chicago. We're going to smoke some meats together, dude. Love it. Open invite. Let's do it, baby. Uh, Kenny, who's on your list? On my list, kind of unfortunately, uh, are, the, are the Congos. <laughs> Has anybody, has anybody seen the fucking music tutorials he's been putting up? Yes. Dude, I got to play. I got to play one. I got to play one. It just is what it is. Hold on. Hold your horses. Call and edit this quicker later. Okay. Hello. Welcome to Music Tutorial. Music is about emotions, and nothing conveys emotions like the rod, human voice. That's why today we're learning about pitch and format modulated singing. First, what is pitch? Pitch is something you do when you're trying to raise money. That's why the number one thing a producer can do when making a hit is enhance the pitch. Take this phrase, for example. I'm a fucking idiot. Now, without any effects, it's almost okay, too relatable. relatable. Like, <laughs> no. Feel attached to the voice button. Yo, why does he sound? Why does he got like a little bit of uh of what's Max's character? Oh, a Chevy Mustang. He's, he's got a little bit of Chevy in there. Later, it's like the first one he was using was better, but like. They're so fucking talented. I told them, I'm like, stop making records. Stop making real good music. This is your lane. Comedy. Put this shit out. It's gold. Real quick, can we say something? Because he's gone right now. Can we give a round of applause for Dante for trying yeah. to get that shit done during yeah. a fuck, like, boarding a plane? Like, that's fucking amazing. But, yo, Congos is a great example of what I'm talking about. Coming out of the pandemic, the more artists need to start utilizing their personality a little bit. Yeah, those guys, I mean... I hate their guts, but also like the fact they don't take it too seriously and they'll put out funny shit like that all the time has been excellent. I'm just so happy to be a part of the rivalry now. Me and them go back and forth, dog. I love that shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a good thread with them right now on Facebook over his music tutorial videos. The toots, as I call him, he goes, don't you dare call them music toots. I'm like, they're music toots, man. They're incredible. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Good guy, man. Yo, them and Matthew Coma should just do a fucking remix together. Yeah. Oh, come. Uh, uh, okay. So off the list for me are blisters. 
Uh, I just went golfing for the first time this year. I'm a fucking moron because I hat. <laughs> no, I got this hat for St. Patty's Day, dude. What are you talking about? I'm out here looking like I'm in the town. Uh, no, but I just went golfing with my best friend Sean, uh, and my hands are torn the fuck up. And I remembered I have to play guitar for around two hours on Friday night, plus two more sessions for the rest of the week. Uh, my shit is fucked up, dude. I'm gonna. Okay, palm or finger? Fingers. My right hand. I don't know how it's my right hand. I, I first off. I just remembered how to play golf today. I just got to use my new clubs for the first time. Which, but I, dude, I love golf so much. It's so much fun. It's it's so much fun. By the way, other sport that you can really just get hammered at at eight in the morning. Smoke yeah, a cigar. An athlete. Smoke a cigar. Fucking play some golf. Yeah, chill. The highest paid people on the planet. Like, dude, some, like some of the. I don't know fucking anything about golf, but like to Kenny's point, like. They're, I think I'd rather, like, get fucked up with some golfers than yep. any other athlete. Like, John Daly. Imagine getting fucked up with John Daly. That's, like, bucket list shit for me. That guy's peak performance. Just oh, he, that, that's the peak male physique, bro. I, I envy his life so much. Like, Dude, I... My uh, man's smoking through cancer treatments. You got to give a big shout-out to John Daly, dude. Guy's fucking out here. Uh, Dave, Dave, who's off your list? Uh, off my list is having neighbors. So I lived in a high rise uh, until two weeks ago. I don't understand why, but the high rise I lived in just like didn't have fucking people living it other than me. I don't know what the deal was, why that was the case, but I basically had, it was an eight story building. I basically had the whole place to myself and it was fucking awesome. I could fucking play guitar as loud as I want. No one would say a word. These assholes above me. and. I don't know what they do, but they got a super nice fucking car. Um, it's like they're, they're fucking rock musicians or something, just loud ass, boom, boom, like bass. I'm like, and I'm such a pussy when it comes to this type of thing. <laughs> I won't like fucking be like, hey, can you guys keep it down? Like, I'll just wear it and think about it. But I like, it's, they're driving me nuts. I want to see Dave in his boxers with a broom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, yeah. hey. raccoons in the roof ceiling or whatever. Like yeah. cough, and he's like, "Hey, they're fucking Dave." It's <laughs> not though. It's like it's loud fucking bass music, like, like big, Dude, like, my, like, like they're playing Sandstorm or something. In my old apartment, the only thing that I ever heard from my neighbors, like they never made a peep. We shared a wall. The only thing I ever heard was this chick just getting absolutely demolished, like. Like the the craziest sex noises I've ever heard, and, my, and me and my I wife be, wait until I, I. That's how I plan on getting them back. Oh, <laughs> that's a great. Comeback. I'm gonna make a girl fucking just scream. Damn, you're gonna make her scream in 14 that. seconds. That's amazing, dude. I, I'll I'll inject like dick pills straight into my dick. We'll <laughs> be in on the bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like forgetting Sarah Marshall when they're like yeah, like yeah, in the yeah. rooms next to each other. Like that uh, performance. <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of forgetting Sarah Marshall, Dave, you are more than validated in your Shrek take. Thank you. Shrek is an amazing movie. Incredible movie. Hilarious movie. I never saw it until I was an adult. That's uh, which I think is perfectly fine. Um, I saw it for the first time. It was last summer. So I don't know, nine months ago. I thought it was hysterical. Um, I don't under, I think, I, I feel like I'm in the Truman show where like, there's constantly a camera, like how can we fuck with Dave today? 
And <laughs> the whole internet's just like, and I will take this take to the fucking grave. You had the best list. You got Dewey Cox at pick 25. Are you fucking kidding me? I, I contend that that's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. And I turned it on with, I turned it. So this, I was at my mom's house in college the first time I saw it. And the, the bedroom that I, I was sleeping in, it was just like a side bedroom with a TV with a DVD player. For some reason, that was the DVD that was sitting on top of the DVD player. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to fall asleep to this fucking stupid movie. And it was like piss pants funny the first time I saw it. Unbelievably funny. The wrong kid died. I can <laughs> yeah. smell the shit. <laughs> me, 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 the, me, the whole Tim Meadows drug scenes when he's in uh, the back room and he like jerks his head. He's like, no, undoing. You don't want none of this shit. It, it's beyond funny. It's one of the best fucking comedies of all time. By the way, do you know who played Elvis? Yes. But... It's Jack White from the White oh, Stripes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, unfucking believable. I, I'm dead serious. I'm looking at the list right now. I would take your list over everybody else's. You got Super Troopers in the fourth round. I, I like this is a take that I get shit on constantly. Another, I think Will Ferrell movies when he's the lead fucking suck. I think Elf is fucking dog shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ice skating movie, complete and total dog shit. The like soccer that. movie, dog shit. I, like I love kicking and screaming. Dog shit. Oh, kicking and screaming is great. I love Alan King. Nights, you thought was dog shit? I, I, won't, I won't say dog shit. I didn't like it, though. It was like D plus <laughs> minus. Anchorman? Anchorman! Oh, my God. I put that. I put Anchorman on the same plane as Step Brothers, both solid movies, but not like, oh, my God. It is an American classic, and anybody who says otherwise <laughs> is just trying to play a role. Will Ferrell, Will, well, Will Ferrell movies have all been beat to death because they were classics when they Elf? were classics. He hates Elf. He just said he hates Elf. I fucking hate that movie. Yeah, I love Elf. You too, so whatever. <laughs> Kenny, That's who's fine. off your list? But, but here's the thing. Everyone's like, oh, you hate it's not true. Will Ferrell, SNL Will Ferrell, one of the goats. Um, when he's Ashley Schaefer in Eastbound oh, and Down. One of the wow. greatest roles of all time. When he's when he's uh in wedding crashers for two minutes, outstanding. When in old school, he's a side character, outstanding. When he is the lead, I think but I will say this, the others the other guys, have you guys seen that? Great movie. I think that movie's fucking hilarious. But the other ones that I listed, I fucking hate those movies. You never done a desk pop? <laughs> yeah, you never done a desk pop. Bro, Michael Keaton's ro- Michael Keaton's role in that movie yeah. where he just keeps repeating TLC yeah. lyrics is yeah. fucking genius. That's the best story, like the little side plot of the whole movie. He's like, why do you keep doing like do you go chase a waterfall? <laughs> it's it's so it's the, it's the side plots of that movie that make it the best. Like Mark Wahlberg, like to make fun of kids in his neighborhood, just got really good at things like dancing and shit like that. Like that is so fucking good. But he meets Will Ferrell's wife, and he's like, "No, really, who is she?" <laughs> <laughs> the old ball and chain. Uh, I love you, Sheena. Uh, all right, uh, Kenny, who's off your list? And it's, uh, it's the wait. What's what's her name in real life? Even even Mendez. Even Mendez, and it's just a total smoke show. Yeah, yeah. And he's just a piece of shit to her. It's so like you're so fucking stupid. And he's he's Gator. Gator's bitches it's best so be wearing fun. jimmies. <laughs> By the way, even even Mendez all time smoke show. Do you know who she's fucking married to? I'll know it as soon as I hear it. Ryan Gosling. I was gonna say Ryan Reynolds. It's Ryan Gosling. 
Yeah. Um, I know I knew it wasn't Ryan Reynolds, but that was the first thing that popped in my head. Um, I, I like Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes, all-time smoke show. You see, um, it's been training day. I never thought about that. I need to go back and rewatch training day, apparently. He's uh, uh, Denzel's, like, yeah. side piece. Yeah. I would love to. It's a I'm going to go back and rewatch training. My wife's going to be going through our HBO Go log and be like, Colin, why have you watched training day 27 times in the past week? I'll be like, no, I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, Kenny, who's off your list? Strangely, I didn't have that much shit that I hated this week. But, what? Um, yeah, I know. It's kind of What weird. are you, Robbie Fox? I've just been living in, living in my own world, man. Uh, I was going to say Instagram, and I'll tell you why. Hmm. I recently decided to just embrace TikTok. Not in a post uh, kind of way, but just in a scrolling kind of way. Yo, literally the best comedic content in the entire internet is in TikTok. I've been belly laughing non fucking stop and i'm gonna send you some funny ass shit it's incredible because like here's the thing you think i want to see pictures of my friends are you out no, of the fucking never. mind no i don't want to see That's pictures a- of your fucking vacation i want to see five second comedic clips back to back to back to back to back to back to back i'm i'm into it dude i'm kind of over the over the gram well i mean the gram is turning into tiktok it's all it is right I, but like dude it's just I've not- never not the same. I did my first TikTok the other day and it actually did very well. I wasn't right. on my account. I have one and I never will. But um, I find myself in the reels or whatever on Instagram. I'll be sitting there like blasted on 3G at like midnight and all of a sudden I'll watch like 12 fucking actually the algorithm right now it's picked up that I'm into grilling. So it'll be like oh this perfectly cooked steak and I'll just be sitting there like well, I mean, shout out on my list is the fucking algorithm for reels because if you use reels, they're throwing you views. Get like 5,000 views on a video like it's literally nothing because they want to compete with TikTok. They're just pushing shit out there. Um, all right, so that's on the list, off the list. Uh, I had one what the fuck we've been listening to, and it's a song that randomly came up on my on my feed yesterday. Soul Meets Body by Death Cat for Cutie. Uh, for one, it just reminds me of like being fat in high school and going to buy like polos at Hollister because it was always on at Hollister. But Kenny, you'll appreciate this. That song has like three different choruses. It's fucking sick. I didn't give a fuck about that band until I saw them live. Great band. For like kind of an indie band. Yo, heavy. And I was like, I like, I fucking like this band. I I appreciate, I have a great producer that I work with named Alex Santilli, total dirtbag. One of my favorite people alive. Uh, but he always makes me go back and write another chorus for whatever song I'm working on. He's like, just try and do a third chorus, see if it's better than the ones you've already done. There's like three different hooks in that song. Incredible. Great songwriting. Ben Gibbard's a fucking goat. Um, do you guys have anything that you've been listening to that you want to throw out there? I had one. I'm trained. I went go back. Ahead, uh, I went back. I started playing. I didn't play. My wife's been playing Hurdle the game right which is like wordle but it's instead you listen to it starts with like half a second of the intro of a song and if you can guess it right points or you can listen to three seconds less points five seconds less points oh sick and the other day one of them it sounded like the beginning of a song that i love it wasn't that song but it was uh, modern man's hustle by atmosphere yo i used to listen to so much atmosphere when i was a kid little skateboard rat that reminded me and i went deep this last week just listening to nothing but atmosphere i was like yo Fucking slug, dude. It's one of the best of all times. Minneapolis in the house of all places. Minneapolis in the fucking house. Him and brother Ali. Minneapolis represent, dude. 
atmosphere is that shit. It was like the thing if you were a white kid and you were like, oh, like you fuck with Eminem, you need to listen to real white rappers. Yeah, like, yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was really what atmosphere was. Five fucking years. Like, he's been around forever. Just underground. Huge underground. Atmosphere is the shit. Dave, what have you been listening to? I'm looking at my uh, recent... It's all, like, I'm transitioning to summer mode, so it's a ton of Slightly Stupid. Uh, I got Skinner on there, Derek Trucks. Um, this is actually a random one. Dana Carvey and David Spade. I don't know what the fuck is <laughs> awesome. Um, it sounds awesome. I don't think I listened to it, but in the case I did, sweet, because I do like Dana Carvey and David Spade. Uh, indie Mix. Oh, look, AWOL Nation. Jump back in. Oh. Uh, sales got 662, 371,650,000 plays all time. Jesus On one Christ. platform. <laughs> on one platform yeah that doesn't include fucking apple our biggest the biggest one is pandora strange i didn't you never realize that people still use pandora but like 2014 2015 we hit the 1b mark so on know. pandora yeah i i was strictly pandora until probably four-ish years ago i would say and yeah, then i Spotify. but i mean that's just we got to be at like six seven billion by now Jesus Christ. I was talking the other day because one of our songs got like pretty pumped through an algorithm and like has like 700,000 plays. And I was like, all right, let's fucking go. And then I thought about Kenny for a second and I'm like, fuck that guy. That's almost a hundred X. That's fucking crazy, man. Unbelievable. But dude, when you, even when you think about it though, it's like, it's still not nothing compared to Fucking Posty and P Swift and like the numbers they're putting up one B, oh, yeah one B's on fucking Spotify and on YouTube and all that. Well, shit. don't forget that you still have a soul. Yeah, true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm you can proud, also say, "Yo, I'm proud of those units." You can say, "Yeah, I'm proud of each each and every one." Proud of each of those units. Hold on, Dave. Do you know what movie we just quoted right there? I don't think I do. Get him to the Greek. Greek. Like, uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen it. I haven't. Seen he's it. like, he's like, what's the last thing you brought me? He's like chocolate daddy he's yeah. like how many fucking units did chocolate daddy sell he's like ten thousand units he's like ten thousand motherfucking units and he just under his breath goes proud of every one of those units he said what the <laughs> fuck did you just say yo that's diddy and nick kroll yeah like incredible. going back and by the way that scene has some underrated people on it you're you falling out the room please don't make me do that you know who that is that, that's fucking jake johnson the guy he's nick from new girl is he? <laughs> Yeah, and, and like Ellie Kemper from The Office. Yeah. She's Aaron in The Office is in that scene. Like, that's a lot of good comedic comedy. Whatever. Fuck that. We're getting off track. Uh, that's this week's episode. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. No, I'm just scrolling down through all my recent uh, plays. Group Love. Uh, is Car- oh, the score? I don't even know what the fuck that is. The score, the score is like the most boring, like, alt rock of all time. Yeah, that's, that must have been, I was, that's what it was. I was listening to AWOL Nation and I hate saying that I listened to you because <laughs> I'll listen to AWOL Nation and I'll listen to Foxtrot. We like it. <laughs> I don't need you guys to know that I go out of my way to listen to it. Like, not because I'm your friends, but because I actually like the music. Right. But uh, I think that's what it was. Just a bunch of different alt rock bands. Well, dude, we, we, did, we can't, Foxtrot came to a great conclusion past week. We're doing a new record. And uh, we uh, have song- single dropping single or we played the single game now for four years and we did two EPs in there, but we just decided we're like, you know what? 
or I'm not going to lie. I decided I was like, I want to do a record. I don't even give a fuck. For the last time I made a record, everybody told me not to. And I did just because I wanted to make a record. That's yeah. what it is. I want to make a record. I want to yeah. make a record. That's, that's really what it, like, at the end of the day, it's like, we put so much work in in quarantine to like, just do different shit and, and figure this shit out. And we're coming out now. And I'm like, you know what? I want to make a record. I don't give a fuck. I want to make a record. So we're going to make a record. We have two songs done. We got eight more to go. I'm ready to go. I got the songs done. So I can't fucking wait. Um, someone talk. I forgot what I was about to say. I don't know. We're done this episode. Thank you to the rum jacks for coming through. Thank you to Dante for doing it from getting on a flight. That was incredible. Uh, shout out to Kenny. Shout out to Dave. Uh, we got a lot of shit coming up guys. Uh, we have another interview tomorrow. This is just scratching the surface. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Dave, Kenny, do you guys have anything else for me? Of course not. Fuck Absolutely you, not. you piece of shit. I'm going to go grill something up. I got to go to the grocery store and pick up some like burgers or wings or something and throw them up in the fucking Weber. I gotta oh, go also, the- I got the Weber for free. Oh, oh, shit. Yo, Dave, get into the tri-tips, son. Tri-tips is shit. Uh, I, uh, that's, that's definitely happening. And I do, I still have to get a smoker. If you guys ever make it out of Chicago for work or otherwise, um, like that we're going to get it like, no work is allowed. I don't want anybody. I just want to sit there. Pound brew. Kenny, you can smoke a J. Um, it's very legal here. Yeah. And just smoke all day. Smoke food. Yeah. All day. It's smoke fest. Yeah. Sounds great, dude. Uh, we'll be doing that soon. Uh, yeah. I'm going to the studio. Fucking love you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.